Brett, sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste, the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Look out, it's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a crisp, and I love films. As Albert Schweitzer once said, there are two means of refuge from the misery of life, music and cats. Oh, three, if you count The Jungle Book. I'd say that list could be a bit longer, but thank you, Albert, for contributing to this week's show. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Barry Jenkins, Himesh Patel, Mark Frost, Sharon Stone, Jamila Jamil, and even Bled Clambles. But this week, it's the excellent, the wonderful, the amazing, it's Mr. Sam Richardson. You can watch all of Shrinking on Apple TV Plus and all of Ted Lasso seasons one to three, starring Sam Richardson, also on Apple TV Plus. Watch all of it, love all of it, have a nice time. Thank you very much. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you get an extra 20 minutes with Sam. We talk about a secret. We talk about beginnings and endings of films. You get the whole episode uncut and ad-free and there's a video. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So Sam Richardson is an incredible actor. You know him from your favourite shows, Detroiters, Veep, Ted Lasso. I think you should leave. He's also in the upcoming season two of The Brilliant After Party. He's a movie star, he's a producer, he's an all-round absolute legend and a bloody hero. We recorded this on Zoom a couple of weeks ago and he's a fucking joy. I really think you're going to like this one. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 253 of Films to be Buried With. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried With. It is I, Brett Goldstein, and I am joined today by an actor, a writer, 
a comedian, a improviser, a Detroiter, a second cityer? Question mark, correct? A Torah, a film star, a TV star, a Edwin Kufua, a star of stage and screen and of all our hearts. And currently in my favorite comedy show, he's here, he's here, he's here. Please, as his famous song goes, he's here, he's here, he's here. He's one of the all-time greats, an absolute legend. I can't believe he's here. Could you? Well, he's here, he's here, he's here. Please welcome to the show. It's the wonderful, it's Sam Richardson. Yeah. Truly, that's the greatest intro uh, I've ever heard, let alone been given. Uh, how are you sam richardson Uh, i'm so good i'm so good my friend what we've discovered for those of you who are listening on audio and not watching on video (laughs) is both sam and i who uh, sam as you may know has the reputation as like you know one of the loveliest men in the world both of us have a blurred (laughs) background which suggests serial killers and that's how we will keep it exactly you'll never know until it's too late. Just until it blank happens. walls or plastic on the floor. This is how I like to think of people in my life. They're people who are in focus, and at some point, once I've dealt with them, they will be a blurred background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, Sam Richardson, yep. so much to talk about. Okay, let's deal with you as a human being, shall we? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm about to bring the hammer down. Now, I was very grateful and this is not me like name dropping, but I was very grateful to be invited to your 21st birthday uh, last year. <laughs> yes. And what I thought at that, at that birthday is, you know, in Muppet Christmas Carol, when Scrooge at the end, he sings, and if you want to take the measure of a man, you simply count his friends. And I don't think he's talking <laughs> about numbers. I think he's talking about the quality of his friends. You add, not only were there lots of people at your party, but the loveliest people, everyone there was so lovely. And I thought it speaks very highly of you that not only are there, lo- there are lots of people here, but these are all good people here. I think that's either you're the exception to that rule <laughs> or, or, or that says something very nice about you. But then I also wondered, a lot of them were improvisers. And I was like, is it just improvisers are good people? Discuss. I think, I, you know, I think so. I think it's, but I, I, uh, a lot of my friends, my, my girlfriend, is, we talk about this, like how my, my friends, I, like, I take pride in having like really good people as friends. Cause I, I don't, I don't like to play, uh, like, lack of a better term, like shade games where I can't mm. trust somebody. So, you know, I, I, I keep my friends for a long time and like having a party, like whenever I have a birthday party, it's so nice to see all my friends together. Cause I'm like, oh, yeah. You're a person I love very much, and you're a person I love very much, and you're a person I love very much, and I think you guys will love each other, and if you, or you're already friends. Improv- I think improvisers can can. I, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that every improviser is the greatest person. That's not true, but I think the nature of improv kind of leads itself to that because you have to be to be a good improviser. You have to be open and like willing to to take something and 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 grow with it and play with that. Yeah. So it's, it's a naturally friendly interaction you know you get close yeah. to people very quickly because you uh, you don't form an ensemble like in an instant to then make stuff up 
or without a, uh, a net. And also, like, with the other improvisers, also we have, like, a shorthand of, like, comedy, so we, like, could all know we can just do bits and then, like, kind of get out of it and then, yeah. like, do more, more bits or <laughs> annoy everybody else around you. Unless everybody else around you is also improviser. Then, ha <laughs> <But laughs> It was a bit fest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell me, you are very, very busy. You're in everything. You star in everything. <laughs> You're very successful. You're brilliant. How do you keep your ego in check like how do you stay the man you seem to have always been when you are a big hollywood movie star and i I, you know i there's a lot of politics to all this stuff and all that how do you keep your sanity i suppose in all of it do you have a secret or is it just you i don't know i i I think to to a degree it is like just how i process information how i how i am like I'm, i'm pretty naturally kind of uh buoyant and not to say bubbly but buoyant like i can like stay sort of float above thing even like in sort of like troubling times or like i very rarely get like truly mad (laughs) and like uh, i mean i get mad but i really get like (laughs) i've maybe yelled at uh someone maybe a handful of times you know but one of them being like yesterday i yelled at somebody and that's so rare what happened Ooh, I'll put I'll put on a Best Buy, okay? Oh, I, uh, I bought a TV years ago, but I got the protection plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the total care package. So, like, if something goes wrong, the, the, you know, they rep- they repair it, they come and then you, they replace. You plan to protect it. You plan to protect it. You know, you pay a little bonus, and then it's the idea mm-hmm. is like insurance, and it might be even sucker insurance. But I'm like, hey, things break. So then my TV goes out. And so I'm like, I, I call and have them come to repair the TV. They repair it once, then it breaks again, repair it twice, then another foul. Then I, okay, well, now we can junk this out so we can re- replace this TV for you. So I get the replacement order thing. And I'm like, okay, great. Uh, they're like, approved, go into the store. They'll help do the swap out, fine. So I go into the store and I, there's this like, dude, and he's like, your typical like out of the box like a salesman you know what i mean like a car salesman salesman right right you know the, the rolled up sleeves slacks <laughs> glasses like i'm not nothing against a balding guy but you know it's all part of the costume <laughs> <laughs> and he's like well i was trying to try to, i've dealt with this guy before he's always like trying to upsell on something but i was like oh well, i've got this uh junk out thing he's like oh well nothing, we don't take care of it here we, it's at the front desk of best buy and at best buy there's magnolia center which is for like the nice tv stuff and it's the best buy proper okay so they're like take care of this at best buy so i go to the so i go to the best buy kind of like oh we don't have that here it's gotta be a magnolia so i go he's like "Mm, i don't see it and like just i'm waiting for like literally an hour for this guy to like do the thing to look it up and like i can tell he's not doing it i'm like all right. Well, what's 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 happening here? So, okay. Well, uh, turns out like we we are not it's not gonna find out. So it's probably gonna be in like a couple of days. We'll find the thing. So I'm like, Ugh, all right. Well, why they make me drive out here directly? So I I go home and my I'm like, he's like, y'all give me give me your number. So I'll, you know I'll call you when it gets fixed. So I'm like texting him two days later. Hey, uh, anything going on? Now it's the weekend, holiday weekend. So yeah, a couple. Of days. I'm like, okay. A couple of days later, after the weekend, I'm like, hey, what's up? Nothing. I call. Uh, I'm not seeing it. So now we're like two weeks out. I don't have a TV on my wall. So I bought I, I bought another TV and I was like, well, I'll return this when the other one comes through. Maybe three days ago, I call Magnolia. I'm like, hey, what's the deal with this? And they're like, oh, nobody put this paperwork in. Tap, 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 done. So I'm done within five minutes. And so yesterday, I go in and I'm like in the Best Buy and I'm walking and I see him see me 
and like <laughs> try and like zoom around. And so he goes into the back, and I'm like just what I'm like tailing him like a like a secret agent, you know? What I mean? I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> going to this thing, and I see where he goes. I see, and then somebody comes up and is like, "Hey, can I help you?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah." Uh, it's Peter uh, here, and he's like uh, the guy's like, oh, I don't know, I don't, I, I don't know if he's into that. Like, I saw him. He's here. he's here. Can you tell him I'm I'm here? And so then, like, they send out two other guys. They're like, hey, uh, what's the problem? Like, oh, y'all know. <laughs> so then finally, in the middle of the transaction, Peter's like, hey, what's going on here? Uh, let me see if the things come through. Yet. I'm like, it's come through. Here's the thing. Just make it happen. He's like, all right, well, I can issue a refund. It has to be gift cards. And we can't do more than a TV. The TV is like, oh, big TV. So it was like $3,000. Like, I can only do like $2,000 a day. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, this what? is the, you have the TVs here. Give me one from there to there. And he's like, and he's like, that's the law. I'm like, I like literally say, I'm like, look, I don't get mad about a lot of stuff. And I'm saying full voiced. <laughs> I don't get mad about a lot. But this is making me very mad. You need to correct this. And <laughs> and like you can tell, like everybody starts to get like a little nervous. I'm like, ah, oh, I don't yeah. like to to do that either. But like sometimes at some point you gotta like really yes. it's oh, <laughs> fiercely so like everybody's like kinda like, oh this this and he starts to talk to me about like movies like, oh, how's this the writer strike? I'm like, bro, <laughs> this is your connection. <laughs> A hell of a lot harder without a TV to like kind of entertain myself with. <laughs> so then, like, so then they issued me two thousand dollars gift cards. I got to go there today to get the rest. But man, I screamed at this guy in, in, the, in the story. The only time, I'm like, it's always like tech guys. Like, I had. To, I'm sorry, I'm, a, I'm on a whole run about times I screamed yeah, at people. Uh, what, keep going, but I love what I love about that guy is at the beginning of your story. You go, I've had run-ins with this guy before. I love that this guy <laughs> is your nemesis. He really <laughs> is. Guy. He really is. And another time, I, 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 I got my house. I got it wired for internet, put in, you know, uh, sound system and security cams. I was like, oh, I know the security cams that I want. I was like, get these and put these security cams in and, and do the install. Uh, so then I, I come to see the install. He's put in these different cameras. And I'm like, what are these? I told you what I wanted. He's like, oh, no, this is better. This is this is what I was like. Well, no, I asked you for something very specific. And then he's just like, like trying to like, like talk through. And I'm like, then I'm in my living room and I'm yelling at this guy like he's a 12 year old who, you know what I mean? Got into an R-rated movie. <laughs> anyway, these are, these are very short and like, not really, <laughs> not really like a fight fight, but that's, no, that's, I get that's it. the extent of like when I get upset, you know? He'll take it out in stores. I get I really, it. I, I'm talking about the whole world. This guy, this guy got all of Black Lives Matter just from this TV. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's really fascinating. But you but how do you handle yourself? Like, I'm sure it's happened in your life. Have you been on a set where you know you haven't liked what's going on on the set or you're being asked to do something you don't want to do or or it's going in a direction you don't like? Are you good at handling that sort of stuff or do you just do it very nicely? I think I am. I think I, I I've got a pretty good bedside manner. If I'm like dealing with something directly with another actor or whatever i think i'm pretty good at being like hey this is kind of weird and why are we doing this for the most part or i don't have a problem like going to the macro view and being like hey uh either director or producer like this is a situation this is how i feel right now this is where i see it's going this is what i'm doing to correct it but know that point a is right. going to become point b is going to become point c and so i'm letting you know because like we're at point a i'm going to bring this up again when we're at point b so know Shit. that I've said point where point C is going to be. So yeah. I'm very like matter of fact with that, but I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm in, in, incredibly patient. So I, you know, I can see things through, <laughs> but <it's, laughs> 
I have maybe to a fault uh, patience because I, I think all, so many things are impermanent. That's so interesting that. And what about, and you've been producing your own stuff now? You made Werewolf yourself? Made Werewolves Within. Yeah, yep. uh, I, I was a producer on that. Uh, and I great. Produced... Was that your first film? Oh, thank you. Uh, the, the, as a producer, yeah. Oh, producer, my yes. first, uh, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, it was. Thank you. It's like my first like really, like like full-on like leading role in a movie. Too. I mean, I'd done, uh, well, I, I'd done another couple of things where I was like the lead, but like that was like top marquee. It was like my first thing. I had a really great time with that. Josh Rubin directed that and they did it with Milana Vantrub and uh, it was like it's just a fun movie like we shut that for maybe two like maybe uh, like a month like three weeks in the Catskills wow. and like wow. while we're filming that movie it's like a, it's, it's a horror movie comedy but like as we're filming that a real horror movie is happening in the background because we're in this uh, remote thing and in the TV like in a zombie movie yeah it's like oh COVID cases in China and like at the beginning of the movie. Fuck. And then as we get further, it's like, oh, one case found in America. Oh my okay. God. And then Trump was there. Oh, it's only eight, but that's it. We're fixing it. And like this, as the movie goes on, like this is happening in the background and like it starts to explode when we come. So, and we're remote from everything. And so when I come back home, things, and we're in a cabin, like yeah. for real. <laughs> so you come back home, like everything's kind of different. Like it had really started to take hold. I was going to do press for this other movie I did called Hooking Up. And right before, like after our first, uh, I think we did KTLA and then everything shut down. There was no more press, no more anything. So yeah. it went from like a, a movie that was going to theaters to like on demand. That was the first one of that for me. And it's like everything changed yeah. right then in making that movie. It was wild. Man, and I saw that film. I think I saw that film in a hotel. And I remember being like, mm. this is a cinema movie. Like it's a real, I felt sad for you that COVID happened because it was like, oh, this is like a big screen. This is like a proper cinema, fun, horror, comedy. Deserve big screen. Yeah, I never got to see it in a, in a, in a theater. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, they'll do a, they'll do a retrospective uh, season <laughs> yeah. at the BFI of all your work. And you'll get to see it then. <laughs> That's all I ask. That's all he's ever asked. A retrospective <laughs> in the BFI. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> My one other question for you. Did you do cruise ship improv? I did. I did. I worked to, in Second City to. on a cruise <laughs> I'm obsessed with cruise ship uh, <laughs> entertainment. Please tell me how long you were and the experience of that and what it's like. It was... So I worked... Uh, so uh, working in Second City or at Second City... They had a contract on cruise ships, so we would go on the Norwegian cruise line. So I was I was living in Detroit, and I was like trying to to, to work in Chicago. So I was living in Detroit, working at Second City in Detroit, and I was trying to get a job at Second City Chicago. And uh, you know, I was like, was no way. But then they were like, "Hey, do you want to do a cruise ship?" So I was like, "Oh, yes, I do." And I was like twenty two, twenty one, like just turning twenty two years old, going to live on this cruise ship for uh-huh. essentially in total, I did a year, no. uh, five months. Came home for a month and a half and did another five months on the Norwegian Pearl. Where does the cruise go? So it went through the Caribbean. Wicked. Uh, so we went to like to St. Lucia and Tortola and Samana and uh, nice. Cozumel. You know, it was wow. Cause I was like so young, mm. in, uh, relatively speaking, because I'm only 23 now. Yeah, I forget uh, your birthday. I went to it two years ago. You're 25. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it was two years. It was two years. I got I'm the time. Yeah. I got the time. Everyone. Well, I'm kind of, you know, wise for my age. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah. Oh, living an old man's body. Uh, <laughs> but it was a wild time because when I was on there, we only worked for like four hours a week because we were these guest entertainers. 
So we had, we did two best of Second City shows, which are an hour long, and then wow. two improv shows at the end of the week. So wow. each an hour long, and then maybe you would do a, a workshop for an hour. So that's five hours total. The rest of the time, you were, I was just like on vacation, you know I mean? I'm, like, wow. I'm going all these places. I'm 22. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm drinking like I'm on vacation. And like, so every week on the ship, had like like a sort of a cadence you know you'd get used to the uh the the like sort of the rhythm of how things went so on sunday you'd get into port like if we were porting in new york we'd get to, mm-hmm. to like new york passengers would, would get off from the week before a bunch of new passengers would get on this thing and this is like a huge ship we're talking about like you know 3,500 people on this wow. ship three thousand people so, you, you know, the first day, you, you know, you, you, I've spent the day in New York, so I'm feeling very metropolitan, you know, <laughs> so I'm coming into the, out of the ship with my new stuff, like whatever. I went to the Virgin Record store. So, uh, <laughs> so you come in and everybody, it's like uh, a fun celebration. Everybody's like on the, all the people are new to the ship. And they're kind of like, oh, doing things out. So you, you go and you chill up in the lounge a little bit, have a drink, but then you, you kind of go and you hide away in the crew areas. And then the next day, people are like a little bit wobbly footed. That's the time when the people who had, we had what was called blue card access. So we could do passenger and crew things. So during that Monday, we'd go to the restaurants and like all you could eat $20 steakhouse, Amazing. you know, all you could eat $15 sushi. <laughs> doing that. Yum, 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 yum. Uh, <laughs> and then How many Tuesday, of you are there? Sorry. How many of you in this improv group? In, in the group, there's five actors and a music director. Wow. Uh, who like plays piano and all the stuff. So like, you know, we, we, we you know, we're, we're family. Yeah. <laughs> and then Tuesday comes and one run of Tuesday would come and we would like go to the first island so that we, we'd be on like in Barbados, you know. And Amazing. then Wednesday, we'd have our show and all of a sudden you're a celebrity on the ship. Everybody in the ship then knows you. You know, so they're like, hey, man, do that blood doll thing. This one, do that. Hey, do that. Oh, you should come and live in my basement. They would say that so often. They'd be like, we, we have a, a nice, we have a nice finished house in Wisconsin. You come and live here. I'm like, what, what do you think? This, are you rescuing me? What do you, what do you think? What will I do there? How nice of a basement. <laughs> You're just I was supposed to like making the most money I'd ever made, wow. which is like, you know, $900 a week. So I'm like, I'm rich. So, you know, <laughs> no expenses, just, you know, food, wow. uh, just kind of like drinks. If, you, if you're drinking up in the uh, passenger area, the drinks are expensive. But right. I'm also 22, 21 and just drinking like I'm in college because I should yeah. be in college, you know. And so I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm living it up. And then I, at the end of my five month contract, I made no money because I'd spent it all. <laughs> so then I had to go do another contract and then live that life wow. again. And then I moved to Chicago. They hired me to the touring company. Okay. <laughs> Two follow up questions. One, yes. are you still in touch with the five plus the musical director? The other four that you were family with? Not really. Uh, uh, a couple. You know where they I, are. You know, we, we talked to it. I do. Uh, well, I know where four of the five are. That's pretty good. And then in the, in the other half, so those, they had two different contracts with two different oh, yeah. groups. Uh, so the other one, uh, I was on the ship with my friend Sean Hanlon, who was like one of my first ever improv teachers. He was my he was my actual first improv teacher when I was 16 years oh, old. Wow. And then we became roommates on the cruise ship. So I, I see him all the time. Yeah, so I, I so I see them more often than I see the first group. But still friends. We're all still friends. That's nice. And the, the other question yeah. is, how many passengers did you date over the year? Oh, my goodness. So... You weren't supposed to date 
uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, passengers, but you, they couldn't say what you could and couldn't do on like the land. And like, yeah, you'd hang out because like it's, I'd say up uh, many, <laughs> a, ha- a handful. I'd say a handful. Many, many handfuls. Okay. Many. Good, good for you. I want to ask you so many other things, but I also think I've probably got to tell you this thing, which I forgot to tell you. Uh, What's that? Oh, the thing is, Sam, I forgot to tell you this. I should have probably said it earlier. Uh, oh, it's okay. You can just say it. What's up? I'm, I'm, a, nah. I'm open book, like I said. You sure? Because you seem, you know, you, we've said this about him, like you're very yes and and supportive and you've got my back, I've got I, your back. So whatever exactly, I say, you're I am it. unflappable. Whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever you say. Trust me, it'll be fine. You're just going with... You're gonna be fine with it. Well, before I say, it, I guess, do you do you like life and stuff? You seem like a happy person. Love it. Maybe my favorite thing. Right. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you've had. Listen, you've had an awful lot of yes and training and yeah. support the idea. I suppose, as they say, you okay. know. Sure. Yeah. I, I actually think this is gonna go fine. So I'll just say it. What was your favorite thing again? What is the thing you like most of all? Life and living and living right. this life that I have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, mm-hmm. according to this, I, sh- ah, I wish I hadn't asked you what your favorite thing was now. Um, mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> you've, uh, how do I put it? How do I put it in? I should probably just say it. You, <laughs> uh, what's, the, what's the word? You've died. You're dead. <laughs> oh man oh shit I knew I no. I feel like such an idiot I should have no it's my own fault for Brian and asking you what things you liked I'm sorry I just said life was my favorite thing I just <laughs> no. said it oh, why did I tempt fate oh, how did you die how did am you I die? dead no I'm not dead you're dead. I'm not dead. You're fucking you can't dead. can't be. You're just dead. had a nice meal and I went to bed. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been doing this new. I've been doing this new. I've been like cooking a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. So like I've been like working on these like recipes. And so I've been like doing a lot, and I've, I've been trying to like eat lean. I mean, so I, I did like the other day. I did uh, like a tuna tartare, and it was like really nice. You know, you just you just like dice it up, and then you can like put it over like rice or like whatever. You know, right. that was nice. And the next day, I did like this beef tartare, and I was like, "Oh, this is like, kind, of, kind of spicy." You know, it's like, like really nice wagyu beef, and then you just diced it up really good. And then you, it's what's scary is like you don't cook it, so that's like fun. So like, as long as the meat's really good, you know, it should be good. And so then, like yesterday or last night, I guess it was. I, w- I was like, well, you know, these two things are good. Like, you know, I, I, what, what I what I like to do, I, I call it land, sea, and sky. So I do, you know, uh, my my sea is like a fish, my land is like a, a meat, and I do sky, which is like a bird. So I was like, oh, I'll do uh, chicken tartare. So I made, uh, so I just like skinned this uh, this. Uh, I took the skin off of this chicken breast. And I like diced it up real nice. I made this like yeah. real nice paste, Lovely. and I put, you know put salt on it. You know, mm. a light touch. You know, it's all about the yeah. seasoning. You don't want to not over, yeah. not, don't want to overdo it. Don't want to underdo it. Uh, and then laid it over this bed. Wait, yeah, you don't want to underdo raw chicken. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. You just want you want it to be just right. So like no oven. I'm like assuming that the room temperature is going to bring it to like a healthy level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I left it out uh, outside so we could like get that like sort of like room temperature. And then I ate mm. it and I went to, to bed. Mm. Fucking uh, duck. I think you. <laughs> I think you might have poisoned yourself with raw with raw chicken. 
That's what I did, isn't it? That is what I did. I think Son of Reem, a gun. I think room temperature doesn't cook it enough. And I don't know a lot about food. I mean, I guess I don't either. Here I am. <laughs> well, what a okay. way to go. Okay. Well, yeah. you, were, you tried something, and that's the main thing. Can you what? get somebody to erase my computer? <laughs> it's all blurred. I looked on your hard drive. Just, everything's blurred. Okay, good, 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 good. <laughs> Toss it out. <laughs> uh, what do you worry about, death? Uh, I do. I do. I think about it and like what what happens, you know, or like what doesn't happen. Because like the like well, this, this idea like the, the input stop reading, you know, so like you don't see anything, you don't feel anything, you don't hear anything. Then like what is there to receive any inputs? But then like at the same time, then like what am I doing right now? And then what's the difference? You know, think about it all the time. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, good. Do you have any theory what happens after with your inputs and outputs? I, I mean, my theory is that it's just nothing. You know what I mean? Like, like I, this entity ceases to be. And then like, if there is like some sort of ethereal sort of consciousness, it's unaware of itself as being this. So then it just moves on to like another thing. But it's unaware of what this was or what it will be. You know what I mean? So, I mean, in that way, I guess comforting, but not really, because, like, I like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you think it's, like, pure nothingness? That's what I think. Mm. All this talk of AI, and I've been reading a lot and listening to a lot of Mm -hmm. scary podcasts that tell me we're already dead. Yeah. My my question is, if we're already computer programs, we think we think stuff, though, right? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if so, I still can't can't compute nothingness because in your nothingness, wouldn't you experience nothingness? Therefore, I don't think so. There's nothing to experience, and like, there's nothing to experience the nothingness. I always think about also like, oh, you know, you put your consciousness in a computer, you know, or whatever. Mm. But I'm like, there's got to be some point where you stop being that, and then like this thing takes over without the actual memories you have so this entity isn't me it's something that is a facsimile and it has like you know data of me and like what my my memories were but it's not me i because i i could then exist and look at this thing therefore i am separate from it you know what Mm. i mean so i i think about that often Mm. so the idea is just to prolong my life with with a robotics but then never turn off the brain keep the brain keep the brain so just keep replacing limbs and skin and skull, but keep the brain. So the brain can't get, the brain can't wither. Got to keep the brain, that brain can't wither. Like, fresh. Exactly. Exactly. You have to keep How we, brain. And, and you think that the only thing that's going to wither the brain is the stuff around it withering. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to find some sort of like good juice for a brain to be in that's like a forever juice okay. that that brain can live. And even if it's like a Wi Fi, so like it's, it sits somewhere very safe. I've never thought about this before, but now I'm like coming Go up on, with a like great this. idea. The yeah. brain sits in like a, you know, like a storage yeah. warehouse. And if you're really rich, it's like a very nice one. And it's like perfectly yeah. controlled. And then like via Wi-Fi, it beams your stuff to your robot body. So you're, you know, it's safe. So it, it, you can't be destroyed, you know, unless they oh, destroy wow. the warehouse. So your robot body is, is like your safe. perfect body looks like you, perfect you. And then if you get you know, blown up, just make a new robot body that looks perfect. Yeah. Just make a new robot body. Yeah. And, the brain and hopefully residuals are working so I can afford it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, after this strike, I think you'll be fine. 
um, if we're not if we're not AI already, which I'm now started. I've listened to so many podcasts this week telling me that we're all yeah. already dead. That now I'm like, I play, maybe we are AI. I mean, maybe we. I play a lot of. Uh, I play a lot. I do a lot of gaming, you know. Uh, and then you sort of watch how the sort of programmed responses in some of these like AI figures and characters are, and you're like, oh. And then you sort of build the world out, and you're able to like build these these like sort of simulated universes and worlds. You're like, oh, that's probably not too hard to do if you have like advanced, advanced, advanced programming like i'm like oh i think this but it was just such a program that is like the program is that i think this you know what i mean like i yeah like, yeah yeah what is the you, you know like like my programming is to say that oh i feel like this way and like another sub category of my programming is to like make me feel that, that that's what it is but am i this relates to films which i guess at some point we're gonna have to talk about <laughs> oh sure yeah, yeah. here's my as much as i know before we started this i said is there anything you don't want to talk about and you said films <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I think I've been thinking in relation to film because I have been thinking a lot about this AI and whether it's a worry or not and you know this thing of like writers you know we're all this strikes going on and we're everyone's worried about AI and I have looked at the AI thing and I've said write me a script write me a Ted Lasso mm-hmm. script and it's dreadful it's dreadful and I read it yeah, and I go terrible. this is no good this isn't a worry to me but I think artists, let's use the word, I rarely do, but let's use it for now, artists versus AI, right? That there's this lovely dream we have that AI can't do what we do because AI doesn't have feelings and thoughts and and random whatever. And people will connect to us in a way they won't with AI. I don't know if that's true. I like to think that's true, but I don't know if it's true because then I go, maybe it isn't. Maybe an AI can learn enough and replicate it and no one will no but here's my point yeah when i watch a film with cgi in it i still to this day i believe and i could be wrong because maybe i've seen some excellent cgi that i didn't realize was cgi but when i watch stuff like king kong peter jackson's king kong i think Mm -hmm. it's very well made and he's an excellent filmmaker i don't believe for a second that king kong is there because no, right. he's not there because he's a computer. Do you know what I mean? Like there's some disconnect <laughs> yeah, absolutely. between the actual King Kong and Naomi Watts. They're both doing good things, but in my mm-hmm. soul, I know he's not there because he's because he's a computer. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's a, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, like there's a part of me that goes, I don't think I've ever been scared by a CGI thing on camera. When I think about Jurassic Park the original you go, the scary bits are when the creature, the puppet creature head comes in that is real, that is physically there. When you see his giant foot that is physically there, that's the scary bit. The bits where it's CGI aren't scary. I don't think. I could be wrong, but I feel like (laughs) person versus computer, subconsciously we feel... Oh, I do. I don't know if I can speak for everyone, but do you know what I mean? I think I think we do, in, but like we we sort of uh, in order to enjoy, we like do that illusion of sort of like you, you you will let yourself try and believe that it is because you're like, oh, what's the story here? This is this is this thing in the story. But ain't, I think if you stop and like look at, it, you're like, oh, well, I know that's computer, it, it, and what it's supposed to do is like elicit the idea in my head, and then like the idea is to try and get it as yeah. close to being real as it can be. 
Like I'm arachnophobic, so I can't look at even CGI spiders because then they make me think of real spiders. All right, CGI spiders scare you. Right, right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. They me- they mess me up because I'm like the movement is real enough, and like as long as I can see that in my brain, even I'm like I know I'm like looking at a computer, but it, it makes me think of what a real spider does, and now I'm thinking about okay. spiders, and so right, like, right. Huh. But I think like with, with like the, the, it's true, like the scariest parts of, the, of Jurassic Park are when it's the puppet versus the thing, because like I think we are also able to pick up on like the subtle like things that are in space. What you know, even so, so like everybody's looking at something empty. Even the best actors. Are still like looking at something empty. Yeah, they say Brendan Fraser is sense like, it, right? You can, yeah, you can sense it. And you're like, oh, well, there's nothing actually taking up space there. So you're like looking at a point, but re- in reality, you're probably looking at many things on this thing. You know what I mean? But you're yeah. like instead of looking at its eyes because that's where the, the tennis ball is. But like in reality, like if it's a, a ten foot, you're a fifty foot dinosaur. You're probably like looking at all the and then like. When it makes that movement, you're doing that. But like, you have to yeah. predict it, and then like they have to then program the other thing to either match it, or you're just like looking at this when it's going there. I, uh, I don't know how far out we are from like that not being the thing. Maybe as programs can then see yeah. where our eyes are looking, and then program something at the other end of that, like eye tracking. I don't know. I don't know. Well, what were you going to say but, about Brendan Fraser? Oh, they say Brendan Fraser, the reason he did so many, like, CGI movies, uh, you know, he was, like, in that Looney Tunes movie, and he was in, like, Monkey Bone, and uh, other movies like that, is because he's, like, the best at, uh, in the Mummy movies, it's because he's the best at interacting with things that aren't there. He's, like, the best at it. So, so, like, he's, like, he, like, if anybody's the most convincing, it's him at, like, like, oh, that thing is there, you know? (laughs) And everybody else is, like, He's like, I'm going to, I don't remember the lines from any of these movies. I'm going to send you to mummy hell. <laughs> I think that's a line from the movie. Have you, have, have you had a 3D model of you done yet? Uh, yeah. When you have to stand and get, yes. Uh-huh. That's scary. That's scary. It really yeah. is. I'm like, oh no. Oh, I just yeah. hope the cameras aren't good enough, good enough. They're like, well, we still need you. <laughs> Maybe neither of us are here. Yeah. Maybe. I got news for you, buddy boy. You died a long <laughs> yeah. time ago making chicken. Oh, that's right. Up. And now, <laughs> but the good news is there's heaven, real heaven. And you are oh, invited. Great. And everyone there is so excited to see you. And it's filled with your favorite thing. What was your favorite thing? It was living. It's filled with the living. It's filled with the living. <laughs> it's filled, wonderful. filled with the living. And they're so excited. See, huge fans of all your stuff. Huge fans of everything you've done and your life. And your your heart and your your body and your face they love it all and what they but what they want to do is they want to talk about your life through film I can't believe how long we've talked before getting to this (laughs) they want to talk about your life through film we might have to go a bit quicker and the first film they ask you the first thing they want to know is what is the first film you remember seeing Sam Richardson I I, it's a few things I'm like I'm trying to remember what the actual first thing is. Because, like, Little Mermaid just came out, the new Little Mermaid. And I mm-hmm. think, like, maybe the first movie I went to the theater in, like, 89 was Little Mermaid. Oh, and wow. I, I remember going with my dad to see that movie. Uh, but then, like, if it's not that, if it's, like, I'm even watching a movie on tape or something, it might have been The Land Before Time. Oof, what double bail. You know what I mean? Either one yeah. of those shots will kill you. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Mm. I just love them. Are you an only child? I'm my mom's only child. I'm my dad's okay. fourth. 
and separated by like 14 years at least. Ah, shit. Are you yeah. close with the uh-huh. ha- halves? Not super close, but okay. we do love each other, you know. I like uh, the way you set that up sounded like you were just your mum's favourite. <laughs> your mum's got <laughs> And my mum's only child. My siblings, my she cares less for. <laughs> <laughs> to my mom, I'm the only one. <laughs> to the, to the others, they're abandoned. <laughs> Did you see, you went to see Little Mermaid with your dad on your own? I did. That's heartbreaking and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. What a movie. (laughs) I love that film so hard. What's the film that scared you the most? Do you like being scared? You've made a horror, for God's sakes. Do you like them? I do. I really do. I mean, I I say horror isn't like my super genre. I'm like a a new uh, scary movie comes out and I'm like, boys, roll up. However... (laughs) My other friends are like, boys, roll up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll go. Let's do this. Uh, but a movie that scared me the most, there's two. One, was, I was talked about before, is arachnophobia. Like, I, I yeah. got actual arachnophobia from watching this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, I was like, ooh, it sucked. I was, wow. I, was in, I, was, I was in Ghana as a, ki- as a kid. And I was maybe about six years old. And my, uh, I was watching arachnophobia with my cousin, uh, Julian. And it gets to the part where the they're in the basement, giant spider goes, and I'm like, oh shit! And then my cousin goes, <laughs> and I get up and I run and like so. It's uh, this house in Ghana, so like there's like a hall. It's like a, the living room leads to a hallway. On the other side of that wall is like a, a patio, outdoor patio area, and that hallway leads to the kitchen. Uh, and on that patio, that wall on the, the that hallway to the patio is like these three windows, uh, and there's fluorescent light on the patio. So I'm like running through that hallway and I stop and I'm like, okay. And then like, I'm, my back is against the wall with the windows. And I look at the wall, this white wall. And there, like a bat symbol is like this sort of shadow (sighs) of this spider. And I look and there's a spider like this big right by my face. Nice. I even like right now, I'm like, I got goosebumps even talking about it. (laughs) Like bad goosebumps, you know. So that's 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 real arachnophobia. And the other one, uh, I like that that film was my, a how to arachnophobia, a how to guy. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> it's just straight up, like, <laughs> like how to have arachnophobia for dummies. My my dad rented this movie from a trade win video, and uh, the movie was called Armageddon. And it was a uh, as a documentary. So it was, this movie oh, came shit. out way before the the the, 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 the movie mm-hmm. uh, uh, with uh, the, with I don't want to miss a thing, you know, yeah. the uh, Bruce Willis masterpiece. Ben but Liv Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, you know. Mm-hmm. So this this movie was just, it's a documentary about like ways the world could end. And I remember oh, yeah. my auntie Letitia, whose house I was in in Ghana was in Detroit visiting and we like, got this video to, to watch. And I remember I was, I didn't know what Armageddon meant. So I was just like making fun of the name and I was like, Armageddon, oh, Armageddon home. <laughs> that was a song. I made a song called Armageddon home. And I was like, this is very funny. He's <laughs> laughing. My was like, Armageddon home. We sat down and watched the movie. And there were so many images of like this total annihilation, like meteors hitting the earth. And like, I was like, the jokes became fewer, <laughs> and then I was just vexed, and I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I'm going to get into oh, bed. I'm going to get into bed. I'm going to get no sleep. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a fun family watch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Traumatizing. What about crying? What's the film that made you cry the most? Do you cry? You cry. I, 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 you know, I cry, but like in odd and random times, you know, very unpredictable in, in, in ways. Like, so I was, I, I was shooting the movie Mike and Davey Wedding Dates in Hawaii and the movie Inside Out came out. And so we were like, oh, let's go see this movie. We had like an off day. So we went to see Inside Out. And I was, I remember specifically saying, uh, just so you know, guys, I don't cry at movies. <laughs> and so I sat down and like literally the, the opening move that, you know, the little short, the Pixar short yeah. came on about like the, uh, the volcanoes. The yeah. The lava. Yeah. yeah. And I'm talking about that wouldn't happen. And I started bawling like fully. <laughs> just like, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. Okay. So the movie starts and like even just the music, the, the Michael Giacchino movie, I start to like well up a little bit. I'm like, uh oh. This movie's unlocked something in me. And like throughout that whole movie, I am just tearing up and I'm crying. It's like the music with the storytelling and then the very end uh, or, or like the, you know, or even the middle, like the bing bong and like the end where she's like, talks through the, like, like the, the idea of like the memory being this. I'm, talking, I'm crying that whole movie because I'm like, this movie is like the most emotionally educational movie. Mm-hmm. Sort of like, like it just teaches you I mean, not kids, but people that like the, the sides of emotions, like not that everything has facets, you know, like yeah. I, I love that lesson of, of like, you know, uh, bad memories having good parts to them and good yeah. memories having bad parts. To them. It's so real. So universal. I think so educational. And I wept the whole time. <laughs> we did it. I did a films of the decade special of this show and Inside Out was my greatest film of the decade. And I n- never want to see it again because I can't handle it. But I think it's, <laughs> yep. I think it's, prof- I think it's one of the most profound films ever made. I think it's incredible. It's amazing. I agree. That's amazing. Ooh. It really is. It really is like life. I, films that can change your life. I would put that on the way up that list. Incredible. Yes, incredible. The pacing is brilliant in that movie. The music is amazing, and the story is. Yeah. And it's, it's like an adventure film that then pulls you along the whole time. And like you grow with these characters and then like anytime like a, a thing lets you see the different facets of a character, but like in a natural way where you're when it hits, you're like, oh, I'm yeah. not annoyed with you. You are me, you know, like. That's yeah. And just the, the a, there's so much to it. The, the, the thing about parenting, the fact that they kind of inadvertently sort of damage the girl by saying you'll be a brave girl for daddy sort of thing, like. Jesus Christ! Yep. Get, oh. get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I'm about to start crying right now Pixar? when she when I mean, she's been saying that like she finally gets mm. like the bad like I uh, I'm not okay. Mm. Oh oh my goodness! Ridiculous. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Annabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. 
Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, my neighbor Maureen. What's this I hear about you getting a promotion at the office? Didn't you just get promoted last month? It's all thanks to Canva. I've been nailing every meeting with AI-powered Canva presentations. Isn't that Canva's AI slide generator where you just describe your presentation in a few words and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds? That's right. And to top it off, I use Magic Write, Canva's AI text generator, to perfect my points. Sounds brilliant, Maureen. No more copying and pasting from other programs. No more app switching. Can Canva Docs with Magic Write generate any text you want for work? Yes. Sales proposals, marketing plans, yeah. Meeting agendas, ratings of all 12 Muppet movies using the extensive point system that I developed at age 12. Anyone can save time with Canva's AI-powered tools. Generate your draft fast with Canva Docs at canva.com, designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you. What's the film that you love? People don't like it. It's not critically acclaimed, but you love it unconditionally. What is it? Uh, I don't know if this movie is not critically... I think it's not... I think it got, like, panned pretty hard. But do you remember the movie Bicentennial Man? Oh, man, that's another film that made me cry to death. Bicentennial Man's a killer. It made me cry. I love that movie. I love that movie so much. Robin Williams, tour de force, man. Chris Columbus, Robin Williams, it's a killer. Chris Columbus, it's a killer. And I think the movie got, like, panned and, like, people don't talk about this movie. I love it so much. Beautiful. Like, Killer beautiful. film. He's a, he's, there's a robot that'll make you cry. Yeah, there you go. Well, they, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did we just undo the whole AI argument with Bison? With fuck. Oh, no. We are dead. We've been dead also, all along. Data fuck. from Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. That's, a really, that's such a good shout. I don't think that's ever come up on this show. Love that film. No. Oh, I love that movie. He makes the tearjackers, Chris Columbus, always. Yeah, he really does. He really does. What's the film that you used to love? You loved it, but you've watched it recently and you've gone, this is not for me anymore. You might have changed. The film might still be good, but you've changed. What is it? I used to love, or I just thought I used to love the movie Legends. Do you know that? (laughs) Tim Curry, Tom Cruise. Tim Curry, Tom Cruise. That's right. And I was like, oh, this movie's like, this movie was doing like Lord of the Rings before anybody was doing Lord of the Rings. I was like, this movie <laughs> is fantastic. And I sat down to watch it like recently and I was like, what is even happening here? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
get to Tim Curry in the giant devil costume. That was like the yeah. best part of the whole thing. Yeah, that, that, that the makeup on that truly amazing, but yeah. the movie surrounding it, caca doo doo. <laughs> uh, is that Ridley Scott? That's Ridley Scott, isn't it? It's a Ridley Scott, so yeah. I might not work in, in in films ever again. But he, he's done better. He's done better. <laughs> he's done. He's done better. You know what I think is one of his greats? Uh, all the money in the world. I've never seen that. I think it's one of his greats. Uh, I yeah, it, I will watch that. A, a really, really good film, and amazing that he reshot Christopher Plummer in it in like twelve days or less than. It's amazing. Yeah, I still haven't seen it, but in 12 days, right? It 12 amazing. days. I, and, and in such a way that you're like, I can't imagine this film with anyone else. Ever. Seamless. Seamless. Oh, He's amazing. perfect for it. It's brilliant. Uh, yeah. What is the film that means the most to you, Sam Richardson? Not the film itself might be any good, but the experience you had around seeing the film will always make it important to you. It's a recent one. And like Scorsese would be mad at me. But uh, mm-hmm. it's Avengers Endgame. Uh, I, buddy, I, I'm, you know, I'm a Marvel fanatic and like uh, comic books and then to MCU. I was like, loved it. And every step of the right, I was like, everything has a plan. I was like, the whole time I was like, this is, hold on, this is another thing. <laughs> and I remember I, I got knee surgery the day the movie was coming out. And so I was on Vicodin. And, uh, and my buddy, Mike, who we, we always go see these movies together, was like, oh, so you're probably not going. I'm like, no, nah, man, we're going. <laughs> so <laughs> that same day, I, I, uh, on crutches, we go to the, the Chinese theater and we watch that movie. Oh, wow. And at every big reveal, I'm fucking loopy as hell. So I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> get him! <laughs> and I'm talking about, I've never had a bigger experience like in mm. a movie because like they re- like like the landing of the plane on that was yeah. so phenomenal and like every character you're like I love this person I love that guy yes <laughs> get about that moment it, it's like it's it's the best case scenario for what a trillion dollar movie franchise can like, yeah. end that 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 phase could end with that that's like a very important thing I, I go back and I watch the portals scene yeah. <laughs> often and I, but I watch it with the audience reaction on YouTube and it always like. <laughs> It's like truly like It's what, really magical that. It is really It something. really is. Yeah. You know? Like, oh! <laughs> and the cheering. It's like gives you goosebumps. It's like a, truly a communal experience. It's an, inc- <laughs> it's an incredible it. achievement. And I always wonder about the reality of... I assume... I haven't looked into it and I almost don't want to know. But like, without spoiling, the big post scene, mm-hmm. the, the moving scene... Like, yeah, th- was everyone there, or were I, people? I can't, I can't believe they were. I can't believe they like, no, was there. Again, nobody's looking at each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's a, like, it's a hell of a lineup, and you're like, I can't, can't imagine them all being in the same room ever. Just the the amount of assistance that would have to be there, <laughs> yeah. and just all the single banger trailers. Just oh, as far as the eye can see, too many trailers, y'all. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> the coffee order alone, it's too much. Oh, my lord, just build a Starbucks at that point. <laughs> uh, what is the film you most relate to, Sam Richardson? That is a good question. So I, I always kind of relate to sort of a, a person in a different world. 
than they come from. Like, I, growing up, I was I grew up between Ghana and Detroit. I always felt like I was never, you know, I was never fully uh, American. How how much were you in Ghana? Was it like six months? Six months? Uh, it was like three months, nine months, okay. and then vice versa. So it, okay. so it was like kind of even split. For first and second grade, it was I was just in Ghana. And wow. then, you know, up until high school, maybe I'd go for like two months and then come back and then go for another three months and then come back. You know what I mean? Spend the summers there. Do you uh, still go back? Random. Not nearly as oh, I, The last time yeah. I was back, I went with Conan O'Brien and that was like four years ago. So yeah. hopefully I'm going to go back. I mean, I want to go back this year, but we'll see if that okay. uh, can happen. I always, as a kid, like identified with like Superman in that. Yeah. Uh, so like, and, and so the movie Superman, like sort of like this idea of like being from like these two different worlds and like one gives you abilities with the other and like not knowing what that really mm-hmm. was i just always so i would always wear superman pajamas and like i'd be superman for halloween and i would mm-hmm. always like just like was so about superman and so the superman movie it's like the donner superman movies are mm-hmm. just incredible bits of cinema just in yeah. storytelling. I didn't even realize how good they were until I got older and rewatched them, but I would watch them a lot. But I just identify with like this idea of like Clark Kent having this thing that, or Superman having this side of him, like this, that sort of like duality of this person who is like also just trying to like be good and do as like be good. You know, uh, I kind of always identified with that. And, uh, you know, like I was like big Jesus complex. So Superman. <laughs> Question for you. Are you Superman in Ghana or in Detroit? Where are you Superman and where are you Clark Kent? I'm Superman in Detroit. Okay. Maybe when I was younger, though, I think I was Superman in Ghana because I had all the American stuff. So, like, being American was (laughs) so cool. You know what I mean? So, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm hip. I got all the music. But now that's not currency. You know what I mean? (laughs) So. (laughs) It's the opposite. You're like, oh, I'm Clark Kent. You know? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I like that answer a lot. What is... Oh, God, Sam, here we go. Oh, God. Are you ready? Oh, <laughs> right. God. I'm ready. I'm blushing. I'm oh, ready. God, I can't believe it. Here we go. Oh, God. What's the sexiest <laughs> film you've ever seen, Sam Richardson? Oh, God. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm dead and I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this bright, bright purple cheeks of blush that could be, you know, also just... <laughs> Chicken, uh, the blood of salmonella. Like, to, to just be a salmonella. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say because like not it's not a movie that like has a lot of sex in it, but just everybody in it is so sexy and like it's mm. just like a very sexy. I, I you know the movie Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Fucking hell, that is as sexy as fuck. Phil. It's sexy from top to bottom. They're two sex pots at the height of their sexy game and mm-hmm. just being sexy with each other. That, that is movie sexy, sexy. It's film. sexy. It's, it's pure sexy, sexy. pure sexy from, yeah. to, from start to finish. Even like, when they're answer. supposed to be like boring, I'm like, yeah, it's sexy. <laughs> like, even yeah, when they're like, yeah, oh, it's a funny daddy. I'm like, mad, sexy, funny daddy. <laughs> <laughs> you could funny daddy all over me. Very <laughs> sexy. <laughs> Wherever you want, funny daddy away. <laughs> <laughs> you funny daddy me till I'm dead. What is, there's a subcategory. Uh, troubling yeah. boners, worrying wide-ons. A film you found arousing, yeah. you weren't sure you should. What is it, Sam? There's a movie called I'm Gonna Get You Sucker. Uh, <laughs> I love, 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 love that film. <laughs> great it's so film. Funny. It's so funny. It's a great film. 
used to watch that movie a lot as a kid. And then there's a scene where <laughs> I think I know it. <laughs> he's like, Go on. you know, where he's like with the woman. And yeah. she like starts to take off her <laughs> and like she takes off her eyelashes, she takes off her wig, takes off her fake leg, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> she takes off her butt. And I remember seeing that butt and I was like, that's sexy. I love that butt. <laughs> I don't know what to do with a butt just yet, but I know that's a sexy little butt on the floor. Hmm. Is that how sex is done? <laughs> So a troubling, troubling early boners. That's a troubling, a, a flow bat. That is a troubling boner. Just a disembodied yeah. flow bat. You know, mm. it's the epitome of unnatural. You want a funny daddy with that flow bat. <laughs> uh, great answer. Sam Richardson, what is objectively the greatest film of all time? Might not be your favorite, but it's the greatest. I'm going to jump between two answers here because okay. uh, one I'll is pick. like a more recent movie. And then one I feel is like probably a common one that you probably hear a lot. So that's why I'll, I'll, I like, so the common one, I'll say Goodfellas because it's truly like it top to bottom. The best. The, the greatest movie. It's the best. It is the, the best. best film. Even the from best. the beginning, like that tracking shot. Yeah. It sets you up for the best. A whole world. In, introducing these characters and like the, just the best film. Yeah. Period. And then the other movie I'll say is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. You don't agree, but the movie's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> it's a fucking great pretty film. phenomenal. It's a pretty phenomenal <laughs> film. Uh, <laughs> why objectively the greatest that one? I think it follows that, that, that sort of like storytelling. Well, okay. It's, it's hard because I, I, I want to say a Tarantino movie because I feel like the way he does things. And I, <laughs> I would have said Inglorious Bastards. But because like of, of like watching when you watch that movie over and over again, there's there's so many layers to it, which I'm like, it's a puzzle, but it's not an arduous one. And I feel the yeah. same thing happens with Once Upon a Time, but the performances are so brilliant that it does that same thing, but like with heightened performance. You know, what I mean, there's just, it's not as much happening, but so it's a, a, a more close mm. story and sort of like it's one where you go back and you find the pieces. But I think it's it's a bunch of people at the top of their game making. Mm. Great content. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm giving you Goodfellas, because Goodfellas is probably the greatest. Goodfellas is my true answer. Is my true answer. But I want to I keep the love going for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood so that people put it in that, that category. Because, you know, maybe as we learn more about it, yeah, I, re- I really like the book, he, the book he wrote. I'm sure you've read it. I just got the book. I haven't it's read it yet. It's great. I literally just got it. It's it's wonderfully entertaining. It's a yeah. really great read. Uh, That's what you want out of a book, you know? What is the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? Um, I'm sorry I keep on hitting you with these multi-answers, but uh, well, one would be the Ninja Turtles motion picture. Okay. Uh, the original. 1991. Yes. The original. Uh, I've watched that movie a thousand times. Dark. And good, but like really good. It's yeah. a movie where you go back as an adult, you're like, oh, this is this is actually a story. It's a good <laughs> movie, and these these turtles are real. Again, mm-hmm. no CGI. These are yes. real turtles. Thank so like you. they take up space, and I'm like, I feel them. I know them. That while yeah, they're, while they they're fighting in the, they seem heavy, but then yes. they seem able to like move in the world. Yeah. So if, if you try to pick them up. Sure, hard, but if they try to do a backflip, they can do it because they're the turtles, the ninjas. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For so sure. that another movie I, I, that is like in my top top. Like I watched a movie a thousand times: Adventures of Baron Munchausen. 
Oh, wow. What a fucking I great show. I love that movie so much. It's such a great, fun, brilliant movie. There, it, it, it's, it's in like a trio of, of three movies, right? Terry Gilliam. He did three movies. They're apparently like supposed to be like each, they're a set. It's Time Bandits, Brazil, and Adventures of Baron Munchausen. And it's right. supposed to be like imagination in youth, imagination in middle age, and imagination oh, wow. in old age. So like, I'd always just like watch this movie because it was so, the spectacle of that movie first off, was like mind-breaking. I was like, what a world this is. Mm. And like sort of like the, the relation to time as well that he has where he's telling the story, but then he's like in this and he's going into this world and he's going to, you know, meet with Hephaestus, you know, or, or like like Robin Williams as the head and his wife as a god. So it's another little sexy movie where like he's, having, mm. the heads are separate, but they're, they're making nookie. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think this movie, I think that movie is so brilliant and so funny. You know, yeah, what a shout! Never come up. Uma Thurman's first film, right? Uma Thurman's first film, Venus, and, like, and that sequence, Venus mm. is Venus. There's so the, the the soundtrack. I listen to this, the, the soundtrack every here and there. It's like like it, there's like a waltz they do, and they're they're dancing, and they're like they, they start dancing so romantic that they are floating in the sky, and the music that plays is just so mm. grand and like uh, a, like a beautiful waltz. I like th- I think about that all the time. Hmm. But Uma Thurman's first movie, she's presented like the the uh, what was it like uh, an oyster, Afro- like an oyster, you know, and, like <laughs> she is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's the it's the image of uh, uh who, who is it? Michelangelo did that with, with the uh, yeah. the, uh, with where it's oh, uh, what is the character? It's not Aphrodite. It is the Roman equivalent of Aphrodite, Venus. It's ve- it's Venus, you know. And if you take, if you pause the image for a second, it's like a, a a perfect facsimile of the painting. Wow! I need to watch that again. Excellent. Now, Sam Richardson, you're not a negative person, so let's do this fairly quickly. No. What's the worst film you've yes. ever seen? Ooh, old. Old. The M Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> movie is bad. Movie is I bad. I like old. I like old. You like the old? You know what? I'm going to say it. <laughs> I I think old. Here's my view on I. Yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a first draft, and he just shot it. I I agree, and I, I think, think it's so, filled with amazing ideas. And if he'd done <laughs> yes. a couple more drafts and sort of fit them together slightly better, it would be a five star masterpiece. Yes. But I think he went. That'll do. Let's shoot it. I mean, it's like if you have a Mercedes Benz and you didn't put the engine in there right, it's not a great car. (laughs) 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 Got to fix the wheels and the tires. (laughs) I I like it. It's it's got it's got enough ideas in it that I'm like, wow, fair enough. I think you made the movie. You know what I mean? And you're you're saying the ideas are there, but things. So you're like, oh, what could have been? Maybe that could have been the best movie. <laughs> this one, I'm watching that movie and I'm like, how? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I love it. It's great. <laughs> now you're in comedy. You're in loads of comedies. You're also in my current favorite comedy show that's on TV that I love so much. If any of you haven't seen it, I think you should leave. I love it so much that I can't like believe it. I think I sometimes watch it like, I can't believe this exists. It's so funny. It like, and I also watch it. Joe Kelly, your Detroiters creator oh, yeah. and good friend That's and special right. boy, the co-creator on Ted Lasso. 
he, he and I were working together when it came out, the new season, and he watched it all in one night. And, and he said the next morning, have you watched it all? And I was like, no, I've only watched two because I don't want to blow it all in one. I love it so yeah. much. I want to like savour it. I love it so much. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe it. But I mean, part of the joy is to rewatch it. Yeah, you know? it's better like, every way. time you watch it. I have like top five sketches and I think, I think number one may be Little Buff Boys. The Little Buff oh, Boys yeah. competition, which is you at the very top of your game. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> every single line, every moment, the way you drink water, the way you get mad at the guy for picking the wrong kid. Ah. Oh. If anyone has yeah. not watched, please watch. I think you should leave. There's, I don't think there's anything ever, ever funnier. Maybe ever. <laughs> it's. I mean, I objectively, I'd say you're correct. It is right. It's the funniest <laughs> thing of all time. It's it's why it, it's it's so unique too. Like like sketch is not unique, but like sort of like what it does, and like it just gets there directly, and like does that, and like it follows its <laughs> its own sort of like uh, <laughs> theory, and like does that. So, well, I, uh, it, it's true. It truly is really, really. But there's really something magical, funny. and that maybe this isn't for everyone, but like, I don't know Tim Robinson, your good friend, but I, I feel like <laughs> ev- so many of the sketches, I'm like, I totally, even though it's surreal and it goes off in such a surreal direction, I go, I know what you're talking about. I know where this came from. Exactly. I feel you. <laughs> the, the zip lining sketch in the new season, I'm like, 100% I get that. 100%. I know exactly what you mean. That's what I would be doing. And it Him seems to, like... Such, to go back on the zip line. Yeah, it sounds, seems like such a sort of surreal idea. But I go, it's come from him going, I fucking love zip lines. <laughs> Like, you know exactly. Like, what's something? Is? The <laughs> yeah. observation is so true. It's like, yeah, zip lines are the best thing. At... <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you mean like if, if something like that is there, why wouldn't you want to yeah. do that all day? <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, you love him, right? You you love each other, mate. You know, we love each other too much. We're best Great. best best friends. <laughs> best like friends. Love to hear it. <laughs> So saying all that, knowing that you are one of the funniest and involved in the funniest and all the funniest, everything you've done. (laughs) Having said all of that, what's the film that made you laugh the most, Sam Richardson? I I watch this movie all the time still. Harlem Nights is maybe my favorite comedy of all time. It's the top to bottom. So funny. Eddie Murphy is like, he's, he's able to be... Charming lead man and still so funny. Knock him out of the park. It was hard to do because like, he's playing straight man or like what, what, what's the, I don't know if that's he's playing he's playing the yeah the straight guy you know he's the straight guy and, but like he's still able to knock these things out of the park and then like sur- surrounded by like Red Fox and and Della Reese <laughs> Richard Pryor you know like wall to wall everybody is so good at that <laughs> it's insane it's very very good. <laughs> That's a good listen. It's you've brought up a load of stuff that hasn't been said on this show, so I'm, oh, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Annabay. Annabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. 
cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, my neighbor Maureen. What's this I hear about you getting a promotion at the office? Didn't you just get promoted last month? It's all thanks to Canva. I've been nailing every meeting with AI-powered Canva presentations. Isn't that Canva's AI slide generator where you just describe your presentation in a few words and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides in seconds? That's right. And to top it off, I use Magic Write, Canva's AI text generator, to perfect my points. Sounds brilliant, Maureen. No more copying and pasting from other programs. No more app switching. Can Canva Docs with Magic Write generate any text you want for work? Yes. Sales proposals, marketing plans, yeah. Meeting agendas, ratings of all 12 Muppet movies using the extensive point system that I developed at age 12. Anyone can save time with Canva's AI-powered tools. Generate your draft fast with Canva Docs at canva.com, designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Sam Richardson, you have been wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah, this is great. This is but, so great. However... You was cooking. You remember you was cooking. You were trying things. You you know what? You hadn't had a TV right. for four days. You'd gone mad. You were like, it's time to cook. You made tuna tartar. Yep. You made steak tartar. The obvious next move, chicken tartar. You put your, <laughs> your raw chicken, you chopped it up nice and fine, and you let it cook to room temperature. <laughs> you left it out overnight. Not just room temperature, but filled with bugs. And then the next morning you said, I'll take a little taste of this. <laughs> this little masterpiece you had a little spoonful and you went about your day you 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 said oh mm-hmm. say that uh, my girlfriend's gonna love that later he said he said i won't even put it in the fridge i'll leave it out so it's at the right temperature you went for a walk and you were walking through the grove listening to tony bennett and just as one of those fountains went off you <laughs> fell to the floor clutching your stomach people went is that sam richardson off the telly and the films and the cruise ships uh, you went, yes, ah, and your stomach was <laughs> eating itself, eating itself, and you were in terrible pain. It's very sad. People were going, oh, can I have a selfie? And you were going, but I, 
I think it may have been the chicken tata. And people taking people lying on the floor next to you taking sandwiches, and you said, "It's nice to meet you, but could you call an ambulance?" And they were going, "Okay, he's so funny. He's doing bits. He's always doing bits." And you were like, "No, no, I think I'm dying." And they were like, "What sandwich? What sandwich?" And someone said, "Well, what's with it? Should have been on the big screen." And you went, "I didn't even get to see it on the big screen." And then. <laughs> the, and they said, I'm so glad I got to meet you. And you said, well, thank Ghostbusters. And then you died. And I was walking past. I had a coffee, you know, I'm like wandering around the mall. And I go, is that bloody Sam Richardson? With loads of people taking selfies with his corpse. And I go, yeah. And I go, move away, you you vultures. And uh, and I go there and I go, oh, bloody hell. And the thing is, because of the flesh-eating uh, bugs from the chicken tartare your stomach has grown 12 sizes it's now filled with bugs i say to one of these people at the graph have you got an axe and one of them goes yeah always and i go oh can i borrow it get the axe stop chopping you up chopping you up chopping you up chopping you up people start screaming ah still some people taking selfies i go stop taking selfies help me out has anyone else got an axe yes they it's three axes i'll get three axes people now chopping you up chopping you up chopping you up, chopping you up, chopping you up. anyway scrape scrape together you now look like tartar i've got a sam tartar I put you in the coffin, <laughs> ram you in there, but it was more of you than I was expecting. The coffin's absolutely full. There's only enough room in the Sam for me to slide one DVD in the side of the coffin for you to take across to the other side. And when you get there, it's movie night every night. What film are you taking to show the living when it is your movie night, Sam Richardson, in heaven? Go. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what happened, too, I remember. I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to toss Tombstone in there. Yes! Why wouldn't you? It's a wonderful film. It's a wonderful film. It's got everything you need. You know what I mean? It's historically accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's got word a tour de force performance <laughs> from, <laughs> from Val Kilmer. Yeah, I heard it's yeah. all transcripted. And they were just like, let's just... <laughs> I remember hearing the director was like, let's just put the words up. <laughs> it's called verbatim. Verbatim. Cinema. It was verbatim. You know what I mean? And... Proofs in the pudding. <laughs> <laughs> movie I could watch every day of my afterlife. Wonderful afterlife. film. Samaritan, is there anything you would like to tell people to watch, to listen to, coming up for you? Oh, my goodness. I would really love it if people watched The After Party. Season 2 comes out July 12th. Season, season two, 2. And, like, go back season and watch Season two. 1. It's there. Season 2 Watch them You know, twice. watch I Think You Should Leave. Watch them twice. Make it nice. <laughs> uh, <after laughs> I think you should leave on uh, Netflix. Do, 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 do. Um, you know, uh, and yeah, just get, find me out there. I'm out there. I'm living. He's out there. He's <laughs> out I'm at there. the he's Grove. Very, he's very accessible. He's always at the Grove. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Taking selfies. He's doing listen, bits. He's lovely unless you're you're a TV salesman, and then watch out. You fucking watch yeah, out. Turn the hammer on. Yeah. That's why his background <laughs> I'm going to go right now and like deal with this man. That's yeah. right. Oh my God. Yeah, good luck. Hey, instruments of war behind me. Uh, Sam Richardson, thank you for your time and for your brilliant, <laughs> brilliant you. answers. Uh, I hope to see you in real life soon. Have a wonderful time yes. at the TV shop. Good day to you. Thank you so much. Good day. 
So that was episode 253. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Sam. Remember to watch Shrinking and Ted Lasso on Apple TV+. Plus. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating, but write about the film that means the most to you and why. It's a nice thing to read. My neighbour Maureen loves it, always makes her cry, and it's really appreciated. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Sam for giving me his time. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to iHeartMedia and Will Farrell's Big Money Players Network for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come and join me next week. <gasps> An absolute banger coming up. I hope you're all well. Thank you for listening. That is it for now. In the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, now more than ever, be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted, and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my name, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.